It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 28th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Portland Trailblazers. And then we're going to begin our quarter season review. I spoke to Stephen Cameron of Close Up Magic to discuss the Orlando Magic through the first quarter of the season. Should be a good conversation. We'll do part one of that conversation today, part two of that conversation on Friday. Uh, and like I said, uh, like I said yesterday, we'll, we'll save questions for the second quarter of the season until Monday after the road trip ends. So plenty of time to get to all that coming up as we enter the second quarter of the season. But before we dive into any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with the excruciating detail that I cover the team with, there's a, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with that same level of care and detail every single day. Looking to get a leg up on the Portland Trailblazers, check out Locked On Blazers. Looking to preview the Phoenix Suns, Locked On Suns is your place to go. Looking for the national perspective, Locked On NBA. You can find a Locked On podcast for you, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, MLB and colleges. Just check for Locked On and the team you're looking for on iTunes today. The Orlando Magic continue their West Coast road trip out in Portland against a very difficult Portland Trailblazers team, but a team that's in a different place than it was when when they came to Orlando just a few weeks ago. And certainly the Magic are in a different place as well too. Portland currently on a three-game losing streak. They sit at 12-8 in the Western Conference. Still one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They have a 110.7 offensive rating. We know what they can do offensively. Damian Lillard is having a strong offensive year, scoring a ton of points, as is C.J. McCollum, who's up over 20 points per game. This team that has a varied offensive attack that can beat you from several different places. The Orlando Magic learned that firsthand in their first meeting as Damian Lillard went off for 40 points. Luckily, there will not be any fans heckling him in this one. But really, it was Seth Curry and the Blazers' bench, Zach Collins as well, that proved the difference in that game. 
And Orlando, of course, has to do a better job defensively locking them down. This is a good offensive team, a top 10 offensive team that gave Orlando a lot of problems in the first meeting and kind of beats Orlando where it hurts. Um, You know, DJ Augustin, for as good as he's been, not the strongest against point guards. And the opposing point guards have had their way against Orlando. So Damian Lillard will be a priority. Orlando's got to be focused on slowing him down in this one if they want any chance to win the game. And really, it's about their defense on all phases to, to get this one because Portland is such a strong defensive team. The Blazers, though, have shown a weakness defensively. That's really where they've slipped in the last few games. A 108.7 defensive rating puts them smack dab in the middle of the league. So they are able to be exposed. And Orlando's offense has been really good for the last two weeks now. If Orlando can keep up their ball movement, can keep up their uh, ball reversals and drives, they have a chance here, for sure, to, to crack this defense and, again, give themselves a chance to win. That's really all the Magic can ask for. Just take a chance to win on the road against one of the West Elite teams. Obviously, Damian Lillard will take up a lot of attention. Um, they've got a good rolling big man, a good post-up big man in Yusuf Nurkic that will give Orlando and Nikola Vucevic some problems if they want to post him up in this one. So Orlando's going to have to find a way to get into the paint and score probably without the benefit of Vucevic's post-ups or certainly not as much of the benefit as they've had in recent games. But the focus remains on the Orlando Magic and how they recover from Monday night's loss to the Golden State Warriors. The question remains, does this team have the resolve to take a tough defeat behind them and grow from it and find a way to get a win against another very good team on the road? And can they do it all, perhaps, without one of their best players? Aaron Gordon officially listed as questionable for this game with lower back tightness that knocked him out uh, for most of the second half on Monday night. Probably changed the game in a lot of ways. This is a uh, this, this team that needs Gordon's defensive presence. Jonathan Isaac probably not ready to play a full 30 minutes yet, but you have to assume Isaac is ready to step in. Different challenge, of course, not having to guard one of the best players on the other team. I doubt that he would get a ton of minutes guarding Damian Lillard in this one either. So Orlando certainly has their work cut out for them in this one. This will not be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. It will not be a simple trip to the Moda Center to get a, to get a win or to, to play against a, a, a struggling Portland team. This is a team that is clearly going to be focused, clearly going to be ready to play, and when they're ready to play and when they, they are playing well, they can beat just about anyone in the league with their offensive attack. If Orlando's defense is on point and focused and energetic, they'll have a chance here. But that's not what happened in the first meeting. In the first meeting, Damian Lillard attacked in the pick and roll and just destroyed the Magic's interior defense. Granted, that's before the Magic really began to click. And this was during that four-game losing streak that really made it seem like the Magic were in deep trouble early on in the season. It's a chance for revenge, a chance to make good on uh, how they're playing and show Portland how much they've grown. Certainly, Portland is not a team that's going to take Orlando lightly. But Damian Lillard is still the X-Factor, someone the Magic probably can't match point for point or play for play. They're going to have to commit to themselves. They're going to have to commit to their system. They're going to have to continue their buy-in if they want to get this win and even up their road trip record at 2-2 two and two before they finish it out in Phoenix on Friday. The Orlando Magic taking on the Portland Trailblazers at 10 o'clock on Wednesday night at the Moda Center. You can check that out on Fox Sports Florida. And of course, we'll have a complete recap of that game coming up here on Locked On Magic tomorrow. Before we dive into the rest of the podcast, uh, you get ready for these big games. And, and, and you hear me talk about what the Magic need to do and, and you want to get in on the action. I'm sure you do. 
And, you know, I try to give you the best information I can. I try to give you an insight on on what the Magic are going to do and what the Magic are going to have to do to win these games and and prepare you for, for these for these games. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you got to take the next step. And you got to, you got, and if you want to get in on the action, you got to remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. And that's why I urge you to make your way to my bookie if you want to gamble. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting for the NFL, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your do- your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code Enter Locked On to activate the offer today. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use the promo code Enter Locked On. When creating your account to claim the bonus, you play, you win, you get paid. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, we're today we're beginning our uh, quarter season review. We're now 21 games into the 82-game season. That is a little bit more than a quarter of the way through the season. Hard to believe the Magic are almost that, are that far into the year. It feels like we just got started. The Magic sitting at 10 and 11 with a really difficult first quarter of the season, have to feel encouraged by their play, if not downright very good. Magic fans certainly are feeling very good about their play, sitting in eighth in the Eastern Conference within striking distance of a comfortable playoff seed and certainly in the race. Like I said a while back, you can lose the tur- you can't win the tournament in the first day. You can certainly lose it. The Magic are in the tournament. They're in the hunt and looking to make their move. And the question is, when will they make their move? Will they make their move in the second quarter of the season? Or will they make their move out? Because you can still lose the season as the Magic know all too well. That's one of the big questions left for the second quarter of the season. We'll get to those questions a little bit later on. But today, I today I wanted to recap the first quarter of the season, figure out, assess where, we're, where we are, and begin to look forward by talking with our pal Stephen Cameron of the, the Close Up Magic podcast. You can check him out at Stephen0610 or at the Close Up Magic podcast online and check out his podcast as well. He has lots of Magic-related guests on once a week to discuss the team today. I joined him on the podcast to discuss the first quarter of the season. Today, we'll be playing the first half of that conversation. We'll play the second half on Friday before the Magic take on the Phoenix Suns. So without further ado, let's listen to what Steven and I had to say about the Magic so far. All right, Philip, thanks for jumping on the show today. How you doing? I'm doing good. I, I, I'm I'm really enjoying being on West Coast time. I, I think I think I think you guys have it have it right in some ways. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. I know it's pretty late for you, but it's just getting uh, just getting into the later part of the evening for me. And you know, when you get to catch a game and watch the the East Coast games, and then come back and solve all the West Coast games after work, it's it's not too bad. And I can still go to sleep at a reasonable hour. 
Yeah, I wish I wish I could say the same, but uh, you know, we, we we get to have magic after dark every so often, and and, and it's, it's always a good always a good time to, to play those West Coast teams. Definitely, definitely. Well, to all the fans that are just tuning in, this is Philip Rossman Wright of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. We are recording this Tuesday night, the twenty seventh. Um, last night, the Magic had a nail biter loss to the Warriors, and um, yeah, so we're gonna do a little bit of just a quarterly check-in after about 21 games and just kind of see how we're feeling about the team so far. So, Philip, before we jump into that, for those of you, can you just tell the fans a little bit that might they should all know about Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, but if they don't, can you go ahead and give a little intro on what that is and those sites and podcasts that you run? Yeah, uh, well, Orlando Magic Daily is is the website that that I run and, and edit. Um, it's a site covering the Orlando Magic, uh, you know, daily. Obviously, um, we cover every facet of the Orlando Magic, breaking down what's going on in the games at, at a deeper level, uh, telling you the latest rumors, what's going on with the team, uh, and you know, bring it, bring you kind of the, the blog style with with a little bit of journalism, journalistic flavor as well. Um, so. You know, if you're looking for a hard-hitting analysis of the Orlando Magic, um, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. Follow the website at orlandomagicdaily.com. And, of course, listen to Locked on Magic, my daily podcast covering your Orlando Magic as well, where we talk about a lot of the big issues going on with the team. It, it's the best way to complete your Magic coverage experience. And uh, I totally agree. I listen to the show every day myself and read a bunch of the articles. And seriously, for those of you who haven't checked it out, like this man is the hardest working man who covers the magic. So puts out a lot of really good content. Go and check that stuff out for sure. Um, Philip, we're 21 games in. We just lost to the Warriors, but feeling really good. We're sitting at 10 and 11, eighth in the East. How do you feel? What's, what, how do you feel right now? Cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I feel like I feel like we've been down this road before with this team. Um, and and it's not to take anything away from what they've done. Um, but I am always, I mean, I, I've I've believed in this team before. I've said, you know, there is something real with this group before, and, and this is largely the same team the Magic have had over the last certainly over the last two years, but really last four or five years. It's 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 a different, it's not a wholly different group. Um, I, I've been, I've, I've, I believed in the team. I, I've, I've not maybe staked my reputation, but, but I've said, you know, I, I think there's something here and then something happens that, that derails them. And, and so I think what we've seen from this magic team is a new grit and a new resilience that maybe we haven't seen in previous versions, but I, I, I still see a lot of signs that concern me and make me say, you know, how are they going to respond when things get different? So I think, you know the Magic have come through these this first quarter of the season really strong, doing a lot of really good things and looking very different than they have in years past. Um, but I'm still concerned about what happens when things get really tough. Uh, you know, are they going to be able to stop a losing streak when it happens? And you know, they've done that so far. They had that four game losing streak early in the season. They responded to that perfectly, and and that was a really good sign. Um, my question is, okay, if, if that happens again. How do they respond? How do they respond to pressure, play, pressure situations, which this group really has never played under? Um, you know, we're seeing them blow a lot of leads lately. How do they? How do they fix that problem? How do they learn to win? And so, I'm I'm opti- I, I'm optimistic. I like the direction they're going. I like the job that Steve Clifford's done. A lot of players are playing really, really well. Some of them out of their minds right now. But I, I do wonder how long this will last because I, I feel like we've been in this boat before. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel like a lot of people feel right now. 
feeling great. Happy to see some competitive basketball. Happy to see them winning, coming back from a loss really, really well when they have lost. And th there seems to be a different type of fire underneath a lot of the players. And they, they seem to be running the same theme, which is something I have not felt in previous years. Uh, but we have seen a hot start before, and we have seen how horribly these hot starts have gone after, you know, last year's what was it, uh, eight and eight and four, ten and four started started eight and four last yeah. year, and, and really, really the, the 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 game that the season that this reminds me of most is uh, twenty sixteen when with Scott, with Scott Skiles mm -hmm. um because they were they started off kind of, I mean they, they went 19 and 13 they were fourth in the league fourth in the east in January they they were in line to have home court advantage right. in the east when they headed to London to play the Toronto Raptors um they had a they struggled at the start of the season they were there were a few games under 500 they hit that home stand in December which the magic are about to hit after this little road road swing uh through Mexico City coming up in a couple weeks um, they, they hit, they hit their stride. They built some wins up then. And then they hit January and just hit a wall. Uh, they won what two, I think two games that January and went from 19 and 13 comfortably in the playoffs, looking like they were about to turn a corner to completely out of the race, panicking, making a trade, which I don't think this magic team would do. Um, but they went from the highest of the highs that this franchise has been in for the last six years to about as low as they could, they, they have been and low as they could go. Um, and so I, I, you know, a lot of players have in the past spoken about that. And, and if they said, you know, this means nothing, we were 19 to 13 and we fell apart. I, I do wonder if there is a little bit of scarring on that. And so this is a marathon. The magic still have to prove they can go the distance. Yeah. And, and you do hear, you do hear them constantly talking about how the winning is good, but it's not good enough yet. And that they, they have a lot of work to do and a lot of improvements to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. You and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording and we were discussing just how small the margin of error really is with this team. They, they don't have anyone that can bail them out, even with how, and we'll get to him a little bit more in a second, but even with how mind-blowing Nikola Vucevic is playing, like he's still not enough to bail them out if things go horribly wrong or even if someone gets injured for a long period of time. Um, this, the whole team has to be playing at such a high-intensity, focused level uh, in order for them to, to continue to have this success down the road. And yeah, the question is, can they sustain it is, is very real. And we can get into how they can sustain that a little bit later. Um, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But what do you think, what do you think is different about this year than, than last year and possibly even the uh, Scott Skiles year? How do you think Coach Cliff has has formed this team to really buy into what's going on? Uh, you know, I think a big thing is 
and this is something that I've I've preached and, and wanted for this team for a long time is there's a lot more player movement and off ball movement in this offense than in previous years. Um, you know, I, I went to I, when I was in high school and I was playing basketball. You know, I went to a small private school. You know, we did not have the athletes. We did not have the players to go out and beat players one on one. We ran a Princeton offense. I grew up in a Princeton offense, and if you know anything about basketball um, or anything about kind of basketball philosophies and styles, Princeton offenses are based solely on cutting and screening. I mean, we used to do drills where we would play three-on-three with no dribbling, and it was just up to your cutting and working together to set screens to free up free up people to to, to get passes and get shots, and, and that's, that's at the heart of a lot of, you know, kind of underdog teams. This Magic team does not have a great one-on-one player. Um, even Nikola Vucevic, who you know can post post you know guys up, not you know that's not an efficient style of play for this team. They they just don't have that guy that can that can break someone down off the dribble and create things. And so there you know you run a lot of ball movement, you run a lot of dribble handoffs, you run a lot of player movements to get the defense to shift and rotate because you don't have the ability to do it off the bounce. Um, running through Nikola Vucevic, which was something that I don't think Scott Skiles really did. Um, at, at this level, and certainly something that Frank Vogel didn't do, he kind of put the ball in the hands of perimeter players to create. They're relying solely or, or a lot on Nikola Vucevic to run this offense, and that's something that's very, very different, and it has proven to be very, very effective so far. And it's, it's, it's really when you're playing this style, it's really about buying. Are you going to cut hard? Are you going to to move hard? Are you going to work together uh, to, to to accomplish the goal of scoring a basket, getting a good shot? And right now, this Magic team is is doing it full full bore, full full wholeheartedly, um, and and it's created some some beautiful basketball for a team that I think a lot of people didn't expect to be able to to score a lot. Oh yeah, I I it's visually so pleasing to watch them just swing the ball around and watch guys cutting to the basket and getting just open looks, unlike previous years where things just seem so so forced. I. You know, I'm pretty active on Twitter and I do get to listen to a decent amount of like national coverage on basketball. And all of a sudden, the last week or so, the magic are starting to get talked about a little bit. And it's positive for the most part. There's, you know, there's people tweeting even after the Warriors game to watch. Yeah. Even after the Warriors game, people are saying, wow, this magic team is really fun this year. They're, they're like, not, that's just not, that's like visually pleasing. It's 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 almost certainly and watch it's almost certainly the most fun this Magic team has looked for a sustained period of time. Yes, since Dwight Howard left, and then that includes the nineteen and thirteen start. Yeah, because this is just pretty basketball. It's pretty basketball right now. When the ball, I mean, and and, and I mean, I, I shoot open threes. It's it's good. I, I think the question. I mean, and this all goes back to like the very heart of what what the question we have about this team is is to you does 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 how the Magic is how the Magic are playing today feel more sustainable than how they were playing last year when they were 8-4? and four? Oh, yeah. For me, it is. Because last year when they were 8-4, and four, they were winning off of some, and, and you've said this, and, and everyone knows this, they, they were winning off of just some out, out ridiculous shooting, right? And this year, to me, what is sustaining them is, yeah, they're playing some pretty good offense right now, but it's still, like, I, th- I think it's a bottom 10 offense. Um 
I think they've climbed out of the bottom 10. Have they? Okay. Stall, stall um, while I look that up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To me, what is what is really uh, impressive this year is, is their defense. And that is, to me, what is keeping them in the game, keeping them consistent, but also allowing them to come back after a bad loss. It's not so much the offense. It's the defense getting back on the lockdown. And defense can transition faster, whether it's home court or away. Defense is a little bit easier to stay consistent. You don't have to worry about if someone's not feeling hot that not hot hot that night from behind the arc. So that is to me what feels a little bit different and what I think is going to hopefully be a sustained level of play throughout the rest of the year. I'll play devil's advocate here in a moment, okay. but just to just to run the stats here. Um, the Magic are currently 24th in the league in offensive rating, 105.7 points per 100 possessions, so still a bottom 10 offensive team. Defensively, Orlando is currently 17th at a 108.9 defensive rating, so 108.9 points allowed per 100 possessions. Their net rating of minus 3.1 puts them 23rd. Um, I I wasn't planning to play devil's advocate no, in this okay. way, but I'll – but I'll play devil's advocate here here this way now. A lot of a lot of people say net rating is a better measure of where a team actually is than than anything else. Um, just because it's you know pace neutral and it, it sure. shows you. And, and, I, and I think the Magic have had a few odd blowouts that certainly uh, color color their those numbers. And still, it, we're quarter of the way through the season, so numbers are starting to normalize. We're not quite there yet, um, but that number puts them at the the low end of the nearly 500 teams. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, and I think to, to this point, this was the point I was going to make, um, you know, Nikola Vucevic is getting quality shots and, and, and is playing really high-level basketball. He is shooting an absurd percentage. Um, Terrence Ross is shooting an absurd percentage from the field and making difficult shots. Um, the Magic aren't probably getting the offensive contributions they were expecting from, from Aaron Gordon quite yet. Although I think Aaron Gordon's played very, very well. Um, and they aren't getting probably the expected. They certainly aren't getting the expected contributions from Evan Fournier, who hasn't looked himself at all this year. I'll throw Jonathan um, Simmons in that group too. And Jonathan Simmons has been, you know, his offense has, has fallen completely off a cliff. I mean, he's shooting less than 40% effective field goal percentage, which is insanely bad for, sure. for a rotation player. Um, I, I do worry. I, I don't think the magic success this year. Cause I do agree. Their defense is a lot better this year and a lot more reliable. Um, I don't believe the magic success this year is built on the shooting as much as it was last year, but I am still a little concerned that that other shoe is going to fall that, you know, Vucevic, you know, while he's playing, I, I think his defense will stay at the level it's at and it's been good, not otherworldly, but good. Right. I think his shooting will fall off. I think Ross's shooting will fall off, and I wonder what that's going to do to the bench because that's been a big dichotomy on this team. Um, and I do wonder how the Magic deal with those struggles because they've had – I think the biggest issue facing this Magic team is they very rarely played a full 48-minute game. Correct. They've had some some strong 40-minute games. They've had some strong 36-minute games, You know, maybe even 42-minute games. But – They've had very few blowout victories, which define blowout however you want. They've, they've had very few comfortable games. They played a lot of close games, which is fine. 
you know, you, you, you usually end up about 50-50 with close games. But as Steve Clifford will probably tell you, you lose a lot of your close games, you don't accomplish your goals. It's, it's, a, it's a zero-sum game at the end of the day. Um, and, and the other thing that concerns me is they blow a lot of big leads. They don't know how to finish games quite yet. They can build big leads, but they don't always, they, they almost all, all never hold on to them completely, except for the two games against the Knicks. To some extent, the home game against the Lakers, although the Lakers made a, a late push that, that made that more interesting than it had to be had LeBron James came back, come back into that game. I think the Lakers might have won it. Um, and I uh, and I really can't think of any other game where the Magic have won San Antonio probably. And San Antonio made a push to, to make that game close. Um, there really aren't many games where the Magic won comfortably this year. And I tell everyone who gets on me about last two minute two minute stuff and, and clutch stats and, and there's something to that that deserves looking at. But good teams don't play close games; they avoid them. And the Magic right now, I think, are you know, on this balance where they're, they're winning a lot of close games and they're giving themselves chances to win, which is great, but they still have another level they've got to reach if they want to be in the playoff conversation. You're, you're right, 100% there. But my, my theory is, you know, you, you said it, Vooch and Ross are probably going to come down to earth a little bit. Hopefully not a ton, but they, they, they'll probably cool off a little bit. My, my counter to that is I also don't expect Evan, Jonathan, Simmons, and... um. And who who else were we talking about that's not having Aaron great? and Aaron Gordon? I also don't expect them to be playing this way either. Aaron Gordon has played a little bit more consistently on offense, not so much last night, but um, I you know he has another level he can take it if need be. I do believe that Evan Fournier will eventually find back at least to his career average, and hopefully Jonathan Simmons can find a way to to contribute on offense in a way that is that can help. Fill in when other people are not able to, when Terrence Ross is having an off night. Um, that That's kind of my my hope. Now, again, if that all comes to tuition is a, is a different story. Uh, but that that's where I think we might be able to get something. But at the same point, you're right. We're blowing a lot of leads. Why are we doing that? Why is it when we're up 15, 20 points on a team, we have to let it get back to two? Is it, you know, the other team just, finding their rhythm or are we doing something incorrectly? Probably the latter. Um, and we got to figure out what that is. So to, to that, to that point though, too, yeah, a lot of these leads, I mean, and I feel like I've, I've been a pessimist and, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a pessimist. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I said, um, a big, a big part of, of those blown leads though, that, that I think it, it's bad that the magic blow these leads, but last year, if they blew, the lead they lost to, to Washington or blew the lead they lost to San Antonio or, or the Lakers on, on Sunday, they lose those games last year. There, there is, there is a confidence that, that is now with this team, a resilience, which has been a word that's been thrown around a lot around this team on the broadcast uh, and, and in interviews that, that you read about this team. There, there is a confidence that, that has emerged about this group that wasn't there before. And, and, and again, that's the start of something. If you, if you want to, I mean, it, it's easy to get wrapped up in the playoff conversation because we haven't had that in a while, but if you take this, the, the lens back to what the larger project is for Jeff Weltman and the Orlando magic, that's the foundation of something. 
It, it's not the, we're not at the final product. It's the foundation of something. And if this is the foundation and it's a you know foundation for another two, three years, that's a good place to start and, and something they can build on and grow from. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent correct. This team would not be able to sustain a, a, a fighting back team when, when the lead is getting, getting windled away last year, they, they would, they would have just got blown away in those types of situations. And this year they're finding a way to stop the bleeding, come back and keep the bit, the game respectable and pull out some wins along the way. Um, and you know, you're right. This isn't the end goal. This is the foundation of the next couple of years and what we hope to see in a bigger picture with some of our younger guys with Bamba and Isaac and Gordon and just building a foundation for something bigger in the long run. Um, this season isn't necessarily, it's a defining season, but it's not who we are. It's not a finished product, just like you said. So, Let's talk a little bit about some of the players, if you don't mind. Let's uh, let's get into the first unit a little bit. So the this, the main first unit that we've been seeing is Vucevic, Gordon, Isaac at the start of the year, which has now turned into a one-do and Simmons last night, um, Evan Fournier, and DJ Augustin. How have you felt about this unit? We know Vucevic is shooting lights out. AG for the most part has been pretty good this season. He started off weird, but I think that was more or less just the offense and him not clicking right and them needing to make some adjustments. Cause after that Clippers game, it, it, it was a 180 for him. Yeah. And uh, last night I kind of just put off to possibly hometown jitters, got a back issue going on. I'm not sure. That was part one of my conversation with Stephen Cameron of the Close Up Magic, of talking about the first quarter of the Magic season. We'll be back on Friday for the second half of that conversation, where we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the Magic's first and second units and what we've seen from individual players. Now that we've talked about some of the big picture issues, talk about how individual players have performed in this first quarter of the season. That will air on Friday. If you can't wait that long, Check out the Close-Up Magic for the full episode. It's now posted on their feed. Search for the Close-Up Magic or follow at the Close-Up Magic on Twitter. You can follow Stephen on Twitter at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, 0610 for more. Stephen does a great job covering the team for them and and doing his thing. Has a lot more interview-based podcasts with Magic personalities and Magic uh, fans and and podcasters and, and writers. So definitely check him out. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter as well at OmagicDaily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll begin thinking about trades a little bit. I've got a post coming up on Jonathan Simmons as well. And of course, the Magic taking on the Portland Trailblazers Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as here on the podcast tomorrow. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey. 
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.